0: Hey everybody, welcome back to It's A Good Life, Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. Our listeners know we usually start with a little bit of Egg Yolk Jubilee music at the top. Guess what, guys? We've got Egg Yolk Jubilee in the studio tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> welcome, everyone. And we're going to start the podcast with an oldie but a goodie. 20th anniversary of Egg Yolk Jubilee. We'll talk more about it, about the show coming up about the oral history of the band. It's all coming up, folks. Stick around, but please welcome Egg Yolk Jubilee.
1: Oh, our oh, friendship ceases.
0: It's it's goodlifebabe.com, Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. The house band is actually in the house, and they're going to settle in. We're going to talk a little oral history of the band. Uh, We're going to talk a lot of stories. We're going to do our normal podcast thing while everyone's unstrapping and getting to their mics. I'm going to tell a little story that none of these guys know except Jeff. I'm going to make it super quick. Griper, who's our sound engineer, got me drunk on tequila one day on a Sunday, and I was drunk at 8 p.m. Fast forward to 5 p.m. the next day, I'm getting out of OPP. So I'm just getting out. It was the worst, like, what, 20, how, add those hours up. Mm -hmm. 8, 20, 23 hours, 21 hours, sucked. And I get out, my buddy fucking bails me out. I'm like, you're supposed to go to the Best in New Orleans thing because I had this job but I had a seat at a table at the Best in New Orleans thing, and it was like 1998, 99, I want to say and Jubilee Jubilee's Best New Artist, Best New Band.
2: By the way, that the award is on top of my uh, shelf it's right compliant. over there. There, there you right go. All right. And uh, you guys remember that, right? You guys remember
0: that? Offbeat award? Yeah. yeah. It was the Offbeat. The so it was not best out. in New Orleans. The, the, the,
1: the.
2: Look, guys, step up to the microphone step if you're going to talk. Why yeah.
0: you guys are stepping up? <laughs> but look, real quick, I'll just say, <laughs> I was dejected. I'd been an or I'd drink in the Kool-Aid and had the bologna sandwich and dressed up in the oranges and all that shit. It was the lowest point of my entire fucking life. And my buddy belled me out and said, just go to the thing you're supposed to go to. And we're sitting there at a table with, like, Britney Spears', uh, Spears parents, because she was, like, getting an award that was videotaped in or whatever. And you guys, I was just like, I can't fucking take this. I'm, I'm really kind of freaking out right now about what has happened to me in the last 24 hours. And I go to the bar outside of the... There's the ballroom and then there's the lobby outside of the ballroom and your entire band is smoking cigarettes and drinking in the middle of the fucking <laughs> award ceremony. And I was I just said it I just it registered. It was noted. I was like I love these fucking guys. <laughs> and then like 10 years later I meet Jeff Deville, your guitarist. I don't think it was 10 years later. Whatever, I think it was like 2 six years, years later, late, whatever later. it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I didn't know you guys from shit. So and head. just know that your band Helped me get through a traumatic, like PTSD kind of day. Oh man! You know? So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and thanks for being and thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for being here. It's tonight. an honor
3: <laughs> helping. <laughs> so
2: everyone, step up to the mic, man. We We've got, got stuff. Watch the jail. And listen to some yeah. <laughs> Watch the jail. So lobby. I guess, <laughs> Eric. I guess what we want to do uh, tonight, it, it, it's loose, guys. You know, I know we didn't really kind of like go over anything in terms of what we're gonna do, but like. Uh, the band's been around for 20 years, and uh, we do long format pod- podcasting, and we just want to talk about the history of the band. We've been going on for the last uh, I don't know eight episodes. That Ego Jubilees are one and only sponsor. you on guys that's don't know, guys know that. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> by the yeah, way. appreciate that. You know the in kind <laughs> donation from the band. Um, so uh, it doesn't cost anything, by the way. You know, so yeah. it's it's all good. Uh, so I would say. We are, we're playing our 20 year anniversary show at what is now called the Holy Ground. And 20 years ago, it was a place called uh, the Storied Dixie Tavern. The Dixie Tavern, it was called. It had a lot of kind of like uh, New Orleans rock and roll history and lore that went on there. And, uh, you know, I guess, Paul, you're, you'd probably be the best one to tell the story, maybe, of the first gig. That we played there. Yeah. Um, so our official twenty-year anniversary was on October fifth. It was correct. Just
4: it? Yeah, just last week.
2: Yeah, that's right. And uh, and we played our first show there under another name. Right. We were called the Ponade Syncopators right. at the time. Right. Right. Yes. Do you want to, do? You want to tell us like a little bit of the background and how the band came to be?
4: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll Try to make this quick, I guess. Um, we we started hanging out at the Jefferson Orleans North on Thursdays nights, I believe thanks to Glenn would invite us over to like do whatever music wise, you know, creative stuff, you know, and, um, and, and, uh, we started playing music and it evolved and snowballed. And next thing we know, we got, uh, Eric Boleto, Mike Joseph, AP Gonzalez, Dave Leslie, uh, Jeff Duville, myself, Glenn Barbaro and Rob And, Cambry. and Rob Cambry, right. We're yeah. making crazy noise. Uh, and, uh, on a, try and do like traditional jazz I guess in, in our own way you know and uh and it was a lot of fun and we had a like a really a good time we we're still playing at the same rehearsal space but eventually Rob called it was probably a couple of weeks after we played the first time and he was like I'm having a party and the band's got to play I was like yeah absolutely let's do it why not you know and it's like all right I'm making flyers tonight I need a name it's like Pineade syncopators, and he's like, Oh, like Pineade, yeah, like, like Panade, yes. <laughs> and so that was it, and then uh, it was a big success. We played with Rob and uh, his, his Libra party, um, with two other bands. It
2: and was Cambrian Capello, Cram- right?
4: Cambrian Capello, and Hammer Time in Tokyo, yeah, yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> October 5th, 1996. And it should be said too that uh, the place that we rehearse is Glenn Barbaro's. Family business. Glenn is our sousaphone player, and Glenn uh, has been with the band since day one. And we've practiced at that facility nonstop. That is also That's a story. That's the reason why we exist. Yeah. Facility <laughs> in, in, in its own right. Glenn, you want to say a few words, man, about uh, <laughs> about, about the band? Well, it's a reception hall. And Glenn's our a, quiet guy.
1: That's you know. <laughs> a
4: reception hall, and also we've been having swing dances there with my my grandfather's band. He's had since wow 1939 is when he first started that, and the band still plays today every Sunday night. So aside from that, we also have 50s dancing now, which is suddenly popular. So the place has always been available on Thursday nights for the most part, so we just practice there and drink. So there. look, guys, if you want to get if you
2: want to get married or have an event or something like that, get in touch with the Jefferson Orleans North, and you can have it out there in Metairie. Otherwise, on, on Sunday nights, right, you, that's what you're saying? You still have the shows yep, and everything, uh, and on some Over other Orchestra. nights, right? high Nice, nice. So that's that's where we've been rehearsing for the last uh, twenty years, and uh, we've uh, put out. Uh, we're working on our what fifth record right now, and yep. we just put together a twenty-year uh, anniversary limited CD, right? So uh, our bass player Mike Hogan, Mike, where you at? I'm over here. Yeah, you want you <laughs> want to step up don't, to the mic? Little guy, step up. Yeah, so, you want to talk a little bit about our little uh, our CD that we got here? Yeah, so it's and a
5: collection of 15 songs from uh-huh. the 20 year year history of Egg Yoke Jubilee with three new songs. And it's all original material, no covers. Gotcha. First time ever. Okay. I'm I no, don't got to pay nobody. I don't got to pay no Gail Zappa on anybody.
2: <laughs> right and there. and no no
5: Roger Waters no Gail Zappa good
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything about us doing that <laughs> song at this point but also uh, the uh, good. the artwork on the cover uh, is uh, for a long time Eric Balletto, our trumpet player was uh, doing a lot of our artwork he did the labor of lunch uh, artwork for which is one of our records he did the uh, the original record that we did, Breakfast of Champions. He did the cover for that, right? Yep. And that just, and then this one as well is some artwork that's derived from some flyers that we've done. So, uh, Eric, you want to talk a little bit about the flyers and stuff and some of the themes that go on in there and, and, and whatnot?
3: Uh, the, the theme on this one is a gigantic Godzilla-esque like egg uh, ravaging an innocent city, <laughs> dumping little people all over the ground and stomping on them. Uh, So that's kind of what one of our concerts is like, Uh, and uh, the rest, uh, you know, egg themes mostly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's also I see that it's in surround smell. We did the surround. Digital. Digital. Yeah. Digital surround surround smell. Back in the day. Oh, well done.
3: With the mermaid, there was some surround smell going on on the stage. Yeah, we we started after me and Mike would have like uh, you know War of Trojans, and then you know Ron would jump in with his. uh, vegetarian, return (laughs) father.
0: Ron Bouchon, everybody.
2: Yeah, Ron Bouchon, exactly. (laughs) We were going to try and get Ron in on Skype. Um, I'm not sure. If somebody wants to text him a a, a Skype address, maybe we can get him on the show.
3: Sorry, I didn't mean to go Brown so early. Um,
2: (laughs) So does anybody want to tell, you know, just conjure up, like, one of your favorite stories, you know, from back in the day? I mean, I always remember the... Um, uh, you know the crazy fight at the at the uh, at the Acadian sure. brew pub that happened with with AP early on. You know where like there was there was some kind of you know, altercation between him over a woman, I think. You know, and then he like they rolled down the small alleyway and into the bandstand. Yeah. And Tim Paco was with the band at the, at the time, you know, and like he almost ran into the double bass. And the
3: band kept playing. Just and like the, the band kept playing, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's <laughs> like we accentuated their punching moves.
2: Yeah, guys, step up to the microphone, you know, and uh, that and that just happened. get right on top <laughs> of it, man, that so we can at hear. The, you. Uh,
4: the crown anchor after the uh, hurricane, also, there was a fight. We played at the Crown Anchor. You weren't there though, I think.
2: No, I sang from. Uh, no, no, but we played an actual gig oh, at the Crown Anchor. Oh, you Anchor. did, oh, yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
4: then a fight broke out, and uh, and we tried to do the same thing, but it was a lot weirder this time. We were playing demons, and we were trying to choreograph everything that was going on. And I think everyone was kind of like pissed that we we kept on playing. Really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's what you see in the movies. You're supposed yeah. to do that.
6: No, right. The band does.
3: Let's
2: just I've keep never going. Never remember in the early
1: code. days, like seeing how many people we could get to leave. That's
3: right. <laughs> I mean,
2: you exactly. That. We, <laughs> s- we still do that
0: every now and again. Yeah. I remember they the movie uh, the Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse. Bandits you know? mean, what about... Uh... Bandits bandits uh... kept playing. Exactly. Right, bandits right, bandits yeah, right. they just keep playing. Yeah. What was
4: that guy's name?
0: Uh, oh, Jeff the blind Healy? guy? Jeff Jeffrey Summers. Healy, right? There you go. Jeff Healy, yeah, right, exactly. Well, he couldn't see
2: anyway, so... Right, right, so... He didn't know... He just keeps playing. He could feel was getting thrown at him. right. <laughs> Folks, we also got Dave Leslie here with us tonight. You heard the harmonica on our uh, tune that we opened the show with, Please oh, Don't yeah. Talk About Me When I'm Gone, uh, original egg yolk. Dave, you want to step up to the microphone and tell us a little bit, a couple of, song, a couple of stories maybe that you remember from back in the day? Yeah, probably, probably the best
6: one I can think of, um, I was talking to Paul about this earlier, It was, uh, it was Chris Sack who would open up our, our shows at, um, at Dixie Tavern. And, uh, I would never met the guy before, uh, as everyone knows, bit of a character. But, uh, so he just gets at me, like, you know, rant something, and he's just like, Ladies and gentlemen, Ego Jubilee jumps off the stage and belly flops onto the floor of this motherfucker. Uh, and I was just like,
4: holy crap, look at,
6: yeah, uh, and we started playing, yeah, and, uh. I, 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 ever, yeah. I remember when he had it, was, it, I, it. It would be not. It would not be the last time that, that he so he's opened. Trying to, uh, yeah. to recreate the, the, failed, <laughs> oh, the failed
3: crowd, uh, crowd surf, right? Just, yeah, right. Coming, no, no. Out the other night <laughs> he put the helmet on and ran headfirst into the pole in the middle of
1: the room. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So Glenn, you probably can't
2: hear him from the back of the room right now, but yes, there was one time when Chris Sack, who was our for a while our erstwhile MC uh he he o- he <laughs> the would open songs, the, yeah. he he would open the show and he had a helmet on and he just ran off the stage and bashed his head into this into this support uh column right. in the middle of the bar and just uh fell it down it on was the ground he, like was he it, okay? yeah he was okay it was a pratfall but he, was but he did it standing really standing, convincingly man like it looked <laughs> it looked he really like he halfway didn't do a pratfall yeah. you know what i mean like he bashed his head I'll but think he also fake yeah right. Yeah. The right. body flop on the floor was totally real. We Replaced right. it
6: with DJ Dave. the, 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 the right of spring. <laughs>
7: yeah.
2: Yes, right. Yeah. Paul, you want to tell a story about the right of spring? It thing? was a, it was uh, the first day of spring
4: and we were playing at the Acadian Brewery and we used to do some, you know, a lot of theatrics like the Trojan chicken and uh and Wait, 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 wait. Can explain, can explain the that? Trojan chicken. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the what Trojan that is. chicken <laughs> is
3: the main uh, it's the main Spinal Tap
4: moment. It's right? on YouTube, yeah. It is on YouTube yeah, Facebook. yeah. We we decided we we got to asked to play this All Folks Festival, which was at the Fly uptown uh, behind the zoo, and um, all the
3: folks were like dogs. And cats the do- the dog, the folks dogs were, were pets, dogs, so.
4: right? So it was a festival for animals. It
1: was animal yeah. Fest, yeah,
4: and bring your you know your your keepers with you, you know. So it's like a pet festival. A pet festival, exactly. The people yes. in the and English. music, right? Right. Yeah. And so and we played there was a, uh, a hippie band that played before us and after us was the Robin E band, which is Mike Hogan, who was not in the band at Egg Yoga at the time, played after us on lead guitar with Robin E. But anyway, we decided what we're we gonna do crazy for this thing, you know, it's like, and we thought about it and thought about it in like, Trojan chicken, let's jump out of a Trojan chicken. and And, and Eric immediately formed it in his brain that the cardboard that was needed. And we got together that like, you know, the night before and we made this chicken and we painted it and, uh, and, uh, and we stuffed it in the hate van the next day and <laughs> drove it to fly and put it, assembled it, got in it and stormed the yeah, stage. So this giant, this <laughs> gigantic
3: cardboard chicken with a, with a head that must've gone up about you know, 12, 15 feet in the air. And there was all seven of us in this big cardboard box. And I had, to, had a box, and I had to cut a little hole in the right. front of the chicken so we could see. <laughs> but you think about that. I had no one time, else right? could was,
4: see. Yeah, and right? we little and so bit, come uh, up
3: from the parking lot, <laughs> and you know it's like. The interim in between the band, you know, dogs we're set up madded. and we all disappear. <laughs> the dogs and, are going nuts, and we, and we come and the dogs start barking, <laughs> and it's like all seven of us in the chicken. Uh, what you can't hear on the video on YouTube is the funniest thing. I think is oh, we're clucking. we were all clucking. We were all clucking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you imagine seven of us doing that in this box, and people are like, what the f-? Yeah, but yeah, but also
2: we also had swim caps on that we, we painted those, yellow. Right, and, yellow swim caps. We had right. swim
3: caps, that we painted yellow. We spray painted rubber. The Singapore- swim caps yeah, yellow because we yolk. were like the yolks <laughs> and we all pooped out the chi- you know the chicken We parked the chicken right in front of the stage on the grass and we all fell out its butt with our little skull caps on like we were, this, we were, the, we were the boiled eggs of the uh trojan chicken <laughs> yeah it was ordered like we ron like,
1: goes first, first and
4: he starts great, playing you know, the it, drums as soon as he gets on stage and then paco goes next and he gets someone play the bass and then jeff and then we all came out and finally eric and mike came out and yeah, put the uh, the that's horn morning. line on top of probably Bermuda. Yeah,
1: Come on, <laughs> oh, man! Yeah, people were dancing in it and stuff. Those fucking the theatrics.
4: That's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Katy yeah. Perry at the <laughs> Super Bowl's got nothing. <laughs> Like, no. with her little shit where she's, like, gliding down. You guys did some shit.
2: No, can you day. imagine the mesmerizing quality of having the Trojan chicken at the, the Super Bowl halftime show? Meets, like, fucking, Animal House third-act scene vine. when you guys are just...
0: Ro- right. speed. We'd be getting the camera time. <laughs> cut, to, cut to three.
3: Who's got that chicken <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I got him over here. What
1: the fuck? And but it,
4: Tommy, our friend Tommy, shot the whole thing, on, and,
2: it's, yeah. and we... It, it exists on YouTube
4: so... Uh, com. That's right. Well, we got the,
2: the Rocco fancy pants Agio Jubilee right. uh, channel. It's, just, it's now just is this playing up Agio Jubilee channel now. Oh it's the AgioO Jubilee channel on yeah. YouTube and you can right. see some of the videos of us uh, doing the Trojan, Trojan Chicken and also on Louisiana jukebox back in the day. Right. And some various and some other. K, about The Mother-in-Law Lounge in
7: 2001.
2: The right? Mother-in-Law Lounge in yeah. 2001, right? So uh, that's <laughs> probably something we should talk about. But also, you mentioned... Uh, in, in, in passing, you mentioned a couple of things. The hate van the hate is one man. thing. So, like, you know, we talk about that stuff here, but maybe we could tell people who are listening, like, what was what was the hate van, Eric? Uh,
3: it was a 72 Dodge van that I bought for 100 bucks. that the guy... <laughs> about 20 years earlier, tried to turn it into a love van. And it was like, just all the carpet and the stuff on the inside was completely rotten. We had to shovel it out, and it ended up just a big shell. I, re- I redid it, ran great, but uh, the, uh, it, was a, it was a love van, love van gone bad. Uh, gone spray, hate. Spray painted it black. Spray painted it flat black, and you had a that's one. kind of before there was this whole hate wait. movement. You know, everybody's but no, don't be a hater and all that. So you just, guys were hate before was just hate play. was right. Yeah, right, we yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Just the, Look, uh, like I've said for bad.
2: 20 years, yeah. we have a lot of songs about death. You know, in this band. In brains <laughs> definitely and right, brains exactly. right. and assholes. So, so okay. So, fast forward a little bit, and may, yeah, maybe we should talk about like uh, at certain stints during the band's history, we have played with some kind of R and B legends uh albeit local here in New Orleans. Some of them Bonafide. are also bona fide <laughs> legends, definitely. Al Carnival and uh Time, Al Carnival Time Johnson, Ernie Cato. Um the Ego Jubilee Horn section has had the uh the, the the distinction of playing with several different bands. And uh so maybe we should talk about that a little bit and kick it off with the with the Ernie Cato story Cato, yeah. a little bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would say that's a high point. That was that's that was
3: definitely if a, not an the amazing best, experience. The most, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was really an honor. It was an honor to, you know. And it lasted for a
4: long time. It was it was a mutual.
2: Uh, yeah, how long did we play with, with Kato? I mean, that after video we that we did that was show. a year
4: after that show. So, I mean, it's like, they, 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 they years, lo- It was a mutual, years? mutual love going on there. Yeah. And we stayed in touch. And then he, after that, that video, that was in May, I guess, and he passed away in July that, that year, yeah. the same year. Huh. Yeah.
2: What year was that? Two thousand two, three? No, one. It was one. It was that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So
4: the first show was in two thousand.
2: It was in two thousand. Right. right, right, right. Okay. At the Motherland. And then we probably did like a good ten to twelve shows or something like yeah. that with Cato, as his kind of B-list backup band. Yeah. You know? And
4: he traded it off. I mean, um, Fireball Rocket played with with uh, with him also. He you know, he he didn't forget about anybody. You know, Quintron, of course. You know. But uh yeah they 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 really appreciated that night that that the rover maids put on uh Maria and uh, Robin and Zia and uh, they were you know they were good friends and they they put that whole thing together and uh and got us involved which was just what a what a what an honor you know being in the,
3: I mean I, you know good people to meet. it was hard to know to be around I mean, him at
4: first because he was like yes I like yeah. yeah. was like
3: royalty but they treated you like family yeah They're just good people yeah they treated us like royalty you know and you know you think it would be the other way around yeah I mean it should be you know I think of it as New Orleans royalty for sure but oh, yeah. very warm people and very just really friendly what I loved about it was Fantastic. that he
2: always like we would get there and he would be somewhere in the back or upstairs or something and uh, and Antoinette would come out, and she's like, "Well, he'll be he'll, be, a yeah. he'll be out in a minute, da da da," because he had to like, oh, dial man, up and out. get ready sure, just to come out for rehearsal. Full, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, the hair, suit, and the suit. I mean, damn, dude, hundred
3: percent, one hundred percent.
2: And uh, and <laughs>
3: into the room is this kind of. <laughs> he used to
2: tell Glenn, like, "Give me, a, give me a low note. Yeah. Don't, doesn't matter which one."
3: Well, I had the bass saxophone. He called it a Barry all the time, but. He loved
4: it. I think whenever we'd play with him, once a night, he'd look at me and point at me and smile. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. His videos, I forgot what song it is. You can see him do it. <laughs> look
2: at me and that's right. how he would conduct. Like, he would just, like, point at you. Yeah. And he's like, nope. you know, give me, right? He's like, give me my Barry. Right. You'd have to just play something. Uh, you know, blah, play a low note. Right? Snap it. Oh, yeah, he said snap, snap it. Snap it. it. Put it on the sock. Turn, Turn out, out that fuzz. fuzz. This ain't no
3: roadhouse. What was the thing about any
2: what's that about that oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah no he used to yeah he had a bait and switch joke that he did every time and he would come out and he would say uh, "You lost us oh shit man what happened here you lost that all right well folks we're having a little technical issue but we're going to keep rolling because it uh, looks like we got it and I'm just going to hit that again give me one second here We don't have a producer. uh, Yeah, we don't have a producer at uh, skidlifebabe.com. So, (laughs) it's okay. We're fine. We're still rolling on our primary device. Our backup
4: device. By the way, I've I've listened to your podcast. It's it's very entertaining. Oh, really? I I don't listen to it have all of them. Card full. It's kind of like hanging out with Jeff, you know, which I get to Card do on which <laughs> yeah. you get to do. So it's night. like yeah. oh, no.
0: Our podcasts are like me and Jeff hang out every morning. That's right. We just fucking talk shit for three hours and we're like, why aren't we recording right.
4: this? I'm just talking shit. This is gold.. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or, or something down the line. Not so like some sort of metallic covered rock. no but y'all definitely do
4: have a great report and it it, it comes across Um, in the podcast i think it's really good yeah y'all do a good job
0: i wanted to ask because these guys are figuring out the technical difficulty stuff i wanted to ask mac because mac you just brought up something from 2001 mac's just coming back from the bathroom i don't want to get off the ernie cato thing but you were just talking about the band that you're in from 2001 but you've only been in the band for what couple years?
7: Uh, I make two years years in December.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so you were uh, a fan of the band. (laughs) Pretty much.
7: Um, I met these guys through Michael Joseph, and uh, he was in a second line of my mutual friend of my mom's, who was a bartender in the city for a long time, you know, and uh, he kind of told me about the Ninth Ward Marching Band, which I joined, and then I met Glenn, and I met Eric and Paul, and you know, they let me sit in a couple times, and you know, I just, I really enjoy the band. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, about maybe two years ago now, you know, Glenn messaged me on Facebook about, you know, doing a, uh, you know, auxiliary part for like the parades and stuff, because they do the electric set and the brass band set, you know, so I was only supposed to be for the brass band set, and then, you know, some stuff went down, and we lost the, you know, they lost one of their other members, Craig Kaliva, he had to, you know, he left the band, and that happened right when I had my first rehearsal, so they just handed me like 30 pieces of music, and... Within two weeks, January fifteenth, two thousand fifteen, <laughs> right. I had my gig with them at DBA, and uh, yeah, so nice. it's been a it's been and a dude, nobody tackled since. like you, man. That was great. Dude. Hey, man, Thank I was I was really starving for gigs at the at the time, you know, because I'd been in Ninth Ward Marching Band for like three, four years at that point, and I've been just, you know, I want to play music and I love playing trombone, and
0: and you've been a fan of Edgar. Yeah,
7: yeah, and you know, I knew I could play the music and I knew I'd have fun with these guys and. You know, yeah, fast forward a couple years later and here we are. I'm on their greatest hits record and I'm the youngest guy. I, you know, like, I don't mean to make you guys feel old, but I was six years old when the band started and I'm on the greatest hits record. So, <laughs> so yeah. We treat, him, we treat him well. Yeah, we treat him pretty bad. <laughs> it's okay, I like
2: it. So then I guess moving forward then, uh, Ron left the band, right? Uh, who was our drummer, Ron Boshan. Yeah, and we kind of dissolved for a little while. We dissolved for a while. Paul moves to New York City. Ron quits for a first. Bit. Ron quits first, and then let's get that that's his. Tw- that's his Twitter handle. Okay, everybody. Ron quits first. Ron, Ron quits <laughs> first. <laughs> and Paul moves to New York, and then we have like a kind of like we're in the limbo for I don't know a good year and a half. We still or something played, like we, that we still
4: played at the mermaid, you know, like bit, on holidays yeah. and Christmas and stuff. Like right. That we actually, didn't go away. We just stopped, I guess, getting together on a weekly basis. Right. We on kept, a weekly basis, we stopped getting. together We kept together.
3: rolling through drummers there for a while, and uh, I guess that's our Katrina story, huh? Oh yeah, well oh, that's right.
4: Yeah. We had um, Ron, Ron, who was our, our great dru- second drummer. AP was
2: our first drummer. AP kind of handed Ron. Ron off said, "I can't play us. with y'all anymore. He's Ron." Ron. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Which was pretty freaking cool, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah,
4: so, and Ron was great, and you know, I was. I, yeah. I waited tables
0: with Ron, by the way, at Carus yeah. around that time. Oh, he's, did he really? He's yeah. the sweetest guy in the world. He is. Yeah. He's totally. Yeah. Totally yeah. Totally yeah. It's like yeah. Great. Yeah. So when Griper and I first yeah. moved here, so. like I,
3: I, after he have been in the band like six years, he's like, he tells me. You know, I never mentioned this before, but when I first started playing with y'all, I never really played drums before. I just, I just taught myself, and
1: I was like, I was, when I lived up north,
3: I was into sports and stuff, and music was like what the nerds did. But I, I didn't know how to play, I learned how to play drums from a, t- a cassette tape. Like, three weeks before I started playing with you guys. He's still doing that. He does that.
1: He's doing that in San Diego. He he's does got, that with He's surfing. got him convinced that he's from New Orleans. <laughs> and he also,
2: like,
0: he learned how to surf on YouTube, did the same thing. He's like, I just, right. he's like, yeah, I'm surfing in San Diego. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, same with the gardening and the whole thing.
1: He's, so a, he's a chameleon via yeah,
2: cassette yeah. and now uh, YouTube. So, so then, uh, uh, Paul, you're away for a little while. We have some sporadic gigs during that period, and then you decide to move back yeah, to New Orleans. Yeah, I not anymore. I had to come play with you. A- had A- to, you had to come back <laughs> again, right? Seriously,
4: I was like, I kept on hearing it in my dreams. was like, fuck, what am I doing, man, in New York? You know, this sucks. I got to go play <laughs> with egg yolk. <A-Yoke. laughs>
2: I that was just too yeah. good. And yeah, you lived, in, you lived in Greenpoint before it was anything like it is now.
4: Oh right? yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I was like on the uh, the, the, the cusp, the, the the super hip hipsters, but I was. Uh, an early hipster, I guess, yeah. Right. I even they were like, right, get hipster, go home in front of my apartment and everything. The, the Polish. The, the, the not all t- Polish are wonderful people, but the ones <laughs> in Greenpoint, ooh, boy. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> <Hate them>. <laughs> 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 but beautiful people, beautiful food. I love pierogies. I never had a pierogi until I moved to Greenpoint. I was a changed man after that. Nice. But they were mean. <laughs> <laughs> so this must have been. I'm oh, a, yeah, okay. Uh, this is
6: Keith, y'all. Keith so is our drummer So this must have been. Now. We're about, like, 95 or something like that. You guys are graduated, right? I knew Jeff and Paul from UNO. Oh, we're going back pre-Yoke, yes. Uh, <laughs> Pre-Yoke. And uh, so I knew you guys from from film program at University of New Orleans. That's right. You guys must have graduated in, like, 95, right? Because I think I was, like, 93. Oh, okay, 93 so you me. were like a yeah. senior like when I was just getting in there. That's yeah. right, yeah,
2: exactly. And
6: had great love f- for the band. Saw y'all at Mermaid Lounge a bunch back in the day. Uh, I'm Keith Hadjar, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Keith Hadjar. Forgive me hey for not guys. introducing myself sooner. Uh, Keith
2: is our current drummer. I uh,
6: played drums in the Egg Yoke Jubilee. But uh, yeah, so I knew these two guys from back then. You and I. Um, Somewhere around 2007, I went to uh, one Eye Jacks, and it was, uh, you guys opened it for the Morning 40 Federation. Was
7: that Something
6: like that.
1: Was that their last day? Was that their Those last
6: 10 uh, uh, Yeah, I can't say all that. I was roofied that night.
1: Huh. What?
6: Someone so roofied you? Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> my weird. last memory was them getting done and me charging backstage like I owned the club and like, oh, I love the Young
1: Jubilee.
6: I love <laughs> and Paul Grass especially, you know? Like, and you guys are on fire tonight. <laughs> and, uh, and then I blacked out and uh, saw some <laughs> of, uh, of the Morning 40 Federation. I mean, I, I ended up getting luckily in a fight with somebody nice. and threw myself in a cab because I was pissed about this fight. Uh, the friend who I was with, was with wasn't so lucky. He woke up in the French Quarter, uh, with people like wait, no, why going through his, his pockets. Wait, why are you saying got you diddled? luckily got in a fight? <laughs> because, because I got because diddled. my friend got tiddled, passed out in the quarter, it probably woke you and not. woke up like you know people going what? through his pockets and stuff. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Not that oh god, No, his friend yeah, got
0: tiddled. Yeah. No, oh, god. God. Was rude guys, no, a
6: family wait. show.
0: No. It's a family show. Yeah, so anyway. so there is no in this,
7: to this story. When
0: well, there's a
6: roofie, there's a dental.
7: Well, every now and then. So Someone gets diddled. So, so <laughs> then uh
6: before I join though, you guys got another chapter though with like Colin. Right. <laughs> so yeah then, uh, joined, though, joined,
7: though, somebody else needs to cover
6: some of that. Yeah.
7: This band seriously has gone
6: through some drummers. I'll come like, back. That's, that's I'll come, the come back. That's final tab. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. And that, that, right, so that's a <laughs> <these, we>, uh, <laughs> little back
2: right there. We're, we're
4: now entering okay. the... Uh, Andre era. ...Hogozoic uh, era. No, no. Oh, we're, wait, past, wait, wait. we're past before, the Andre era. Before that, we point. had the Well, uh, Andre came zone, in because right? Ron Andrei. busted his wrist. He fell off a ladder, and he couldn't play some of the egg yoga a- gigs with Cato. That's why Andre's playing those, those gigs, because Ron had... A broken wrist. Andre was
2: our drummer through the period when you were in New York City, and for a bit after that.
4: No, Ron did too. Ron, right. Ron's they wrist got better. Down. Okay. But
2: then Ron, he Ron just faded sp- off. He, did he split?
4: He might have. Split. Yeah, and
2: then he, he left split. town, right? Yeah.
4: So yeah, and then Andre, who who filled in for Ron when Ron broke his wrist, came in. When, when yeah, when we got back with and, and Hogan became our bass player, Mike Hogan. Two Yay! Days,
5: two
3: days <laughs>
2: Ballgrass got back. He took, the pl- he took the place of Steve and Calandra.
1: Steve
4: Calandra, right. We right. haven't mentioned
2: Steve Calandra, right. Right, who was on our second record, right. right. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's,
4: the bass players, that's, that's a whole other story. Who wants to take that one? Yeah, Eric? Mike Hogan, you want to tell Hogan? us about how you Hogan got
2: interested and came into the band? <laughs> Mike Hi. Hogan, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, Mike mm-hmm. serves uh, not only as our bass player, but also mm-hmm. as our uh, de facto sound engineer, record producer. And uh, uh, and mastering genius, oral surgeon, boss yeah, man. exactly, and uh, pulling teeth, and and, and has teeth. is the wizard behind uh, the great sonic quality of uh, of the last uh, several records. It was two days after Paul got back from New York.
5: I was very worried about him. He was like a hundred pounds. He needed red beans and rice, boudin sausage. We needed to fatten him up a bit is when I joined. Two days later, I I'd spoken to Eric on the phone. He's like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. We don't even got a bass player. I'm like, well, can I audition for the gig? And he said, no, you can just have it. You can have the gig. <laughs> Paul's coming back. We're going to get together Thursday night. Something Paul's like coming that back that on I, a I Tuesday.
3: Pur-test, I protest this, uh, this imitation This imitation? Can we come and rewind us, please? He said, yeah, yeah. hey, bro, you, yeah, want bro. Come, you want to come play some bass with us? And I said, yeah, bro. I come, out, an out,
5: yeah. I come out and play some bass. So it was like Paul <laughs> <laughs> came back on a Tuesday. We got together on a Thursday. you
3: wanted to trifle with it. And uh, we started pounding stuff out. Progressive rock and stuff. The rock and then
5: by rock. the uh, by the foliage, I guess. Dragon's Den and um, Mermaid was still going strong. The Mermaid Lounge in the mm-hmm. Warehouse District. My first gig was at the Mermaid. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, that was a few s- months after that. The Mermaid Lounge. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of clubs that we should just mention, not the bad. I mean, Dixie Tavern. Mm-hmm.
5: Obviously, they would
4: they hired us because. I think I guess Mike Randolph was involved with that. But at, at, at that first party, uh, Renee Alley, who, who ran uh, Club Renee at the uh, Acadian brew house. That's right. She was totally into it. She was there. Who gave and, us big kudos, by the way, on the Facebook. No, I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which was very nice. And Pat Cronin was there also. And Pat, in all of his infinite wisdom, said, This has to be the house band for the Mermaid Lounge. And that's how we got our Mermaid Lounge. Gay and then yeah, they, they right. called us and because of Pat, Pat was yeah. like, these guys
3: are perfect. <laughs> 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 Absolutely perfect. <laughs> That's where we kind of learned the business, you know. So it was band. like
4: the Mermaid, the Dixie, and the Acadian were definitely big parts of
2: And these are all Michael places Lattis. that are no longer around. The Acadian the was Michael a brew pub yeah. uh, that was like kind of sort of in the earliest days of like what now everybody would call craft brewing. You know, they weren't just a uh, brewery in it to brew, kind of like Abita was. They had a joint, you know, where they, and it was like centrally located in the city. And, you know, they brewed small batches of beer, which were really good. Cadian Pilsner was one of my favorite freaking beers for, the, for a long time. And then, uh, you know, the Dixie Tavern was, uh, Paul mentioned uh, a guy named Mike Randolph, who's a mutual longtime friend, who was my roommate. Many years ago on Cleveland Avenue, Cleveland. and uh, and Mike uh, kind of took over the booking and some of the management duties at the Dixie Tavern, and transformed it. Unbeknownst to a lot of people who are you know say ten years younger than us, right. or and beyond, that that entire scene at Dixie Tavern was like forged by Mike Randolph yeah. and put together, and it 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 became a uh, basically the hub of. Punk, rock, and metal, metal. in New Orleans uh, for a, a lot of years. Our
4: second gig was with Clear
2: Light. <laughs> we played with a band, Clear Light, <laughs> which is a crossover with I Hate God. It's a crossover yeah. with I Hate God. I was like um, Drury. Lynn Drury. And Lynn Drury played there. It's also the. Uh, yeah. The old North
7: Carolina band, the Weed Eater, the Stoner Metal band, who uh, played at Siberia, and I had I talked to them about Dixie Tavern.
2: And they weren't the only Weed Eater that played. No, there, yeah, exactly. By the way, but
4: they were not definitely the only Weed Eater. Yeah. yeah. This was the Stoner. This was the, the Stoner band,
7: the Stoner Metal band. Weed I know, eater, about not them, the yes. not the other Weed Eater.
2: There's a Weed Eater here locally that Paul and I uh, helped out with because uh, I used to have a 16 millimeter projector. And we did uh, Joel. We did projection loops, man. Yeah. With these NASA films. Back man. in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. You know, them up. so and we looped them up. Yep. You know, and right. all kinds yeah. of that people came to those shows. No, yeah. And saw so this looping though. thing sure. that we were doing <laughs> for Weed Eater. Fast yeah, forward no, five Jessica years, me and Andrew Weismann were
0: charging probably yeah, right. five hundred dollars a loop. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. That exactly. That one, like Microsoft.
6: They were great. Our local band Eater, was great. Yes, they were. Yeah, yeah. They it were. Was it was like our stuff. equivalent of Godflesh, like drum machine and two metalhead guys, like three, three. just hammering it out. Yeah, it. Yeah, three, yeah, right, right, right. Two guitars on base, and a bass. And yeah, they're amazing.
0: Can I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Just because it's it you, is an explicit. Yeah, you're podcast. one of the hosts. You know. Well, it's an explicit podcast. Yeah, and I, I, I've. No, joke, Can we just rattle
2: well. off some curse words right now? Fuck, shit, shit. pussy, dick, shit, fuck, gent. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we do Trump. have a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Have a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Double fork.
0: Dick, fuck, fast, fuck. I don't know. Grandpa. Um, You guys take this annual retreat. I don't want to hear about the annual retreat.
4: <laughs> the guitar, I mean, the go-kart retreat? So whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever
0: your annual retreat. What do you guys call it?
4: The camp, right?
0: Well,
2: it's the camp that? retreat. Yeah, so Eric, uh, maybe you want to chime in on this, you know? Eric's got a retreat. Uh, that uh, I mean, he's got a camp. He's got a fishing camp in, in Mississippi. He's got a retreat. He's very Catholic. It's a bad retreat. <laughs>
3: yes, we go out to my camp and and we pray. We pray. to the Lord. We sure do that pray. That oh, he help God. us be strong through our tough days, and give us a hit single. I think I think some of us may
2: have seen the Lord out there a few times. A few times. Yeah.
3: You know.
7: Like,
2: Mac, you want to talk about? It? You've been with us, right? Oh uh, man, I did once two or of those twice. Trips yeah. with y'all, man All right. Well, the, the, why don't you times tell us?
7: We went out to the uh, Government Street Grocery. Tell us what it's like to hang uh, out with the well, old guys. You know, the first night I was the first night it was uh, sitting there, and then you know, fast forward four o'clock in the morning, and it's me, Hogan, and Boletto Well, let's watch that and, uh, up
6: because okay, the Government Street Grocery is about an hour down the road, so we're in Mississippi, so we're going to the camp, but right. we don't get to the camp until like three, because right. the gig goes to, like. Two, yeah, and it takes us that whole hour. So yeah, we pop our first beer at like three in the morning and put on <laughs> yeah. the stereo and start yeah. partying. Right. So fast forward to that, okay. the only
7: three survivors are me, Hogan, and Boletto, And Boletto is just like on this craze about weird movies and stuff. And he's like, "Hey man, you gotta watch this shit called Demon Toys." And me and Hogan are just like suffering through this movie because it's terrible. Oh, but we were just like, we were just like okay with it. We were like. Oh my God, it was the worst. But he was <laughs> so into better, it, it yeah, better. yeah. We were just like laughing about how terrible Classic, it was. Man. But yet he was very convincing in how it was going to get the better. Trouble? And it was about an hour and a half long, and it did not get any better. It got Eric,
2: ter- do you want to you explain that the movie and
3: Philistines.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a, it so wasn't a B movie. It was a D minus. Oh movie. my God,
7: dude, it was terrible. But luckily after that game. I was uh, me and me yeah, and yeah. Keith Hadjar were listening to Sun Ra while the sun rose, you know, sitting on the back porch and that was that was some really intense ra. stuff.
0: It's a meditative
7: trip, sort yeah. of. Is that I the, don't know if you remember that, Keith. Say? It's not so oh, yeah. meditative. Me and you hanging out on the back porch
6: <laughs> while listening it's to it's Sun right. Ra What's like, the essence? We were
7: really picky about where the speakers were, you know. We were I trying to find profound,
6: the. And you said, "I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about, man." And you jumped into bed, and we instantly asleep. Yep, <laughs> yep.
7: But we got to see the sunrise, though. That was the that was the important part. The sun was risen. And I guess that quality. was the point where yeah. I was like, "All right, I guess I need to go to bed now." And it just clicked. Bed Look, time. I mean,
2: I know that like at one one of the trips, uh, I guess it was like a year and a half ago, whatever. Eric and I were the only ones that were still uh, awake. And it's midnight, and there's maybe the full moon is out, maybe a sliver of the moon. Yeah, pretty, I don't know. It pretty was much pretty. New moon, yeah. It was pretty dark, but I think uh, it was more
3: like about two thirty.
2: Well, either, either way, it was as though our brains were seeing the night like those green scope glasses. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, so we were like, hey, let's uh, let's get out the, the go kart and go for night. a ride in the pitch black night. <laughs> and uh, so we took the Is it like a right, thing? Right. Jeez. It must have been like three o'clock in the morning, man. We're just like flight. ripping it. I'm in it the a
5: bedroom a, right above the driveway and I can hear... A lot of fucking laundry going off, man. There they go again. it was pretty much
3: starlight. Yeah. So if you open your eyes real wide, you can just barely see like the outline of the street. <laughs> that you're supposed to be driving Jeez. on, and uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't think we, I don't know if we woke up anybody. I just did a couple laps, and, uh, managed not to get into a it. <laughs> it's like a, you know, a little gorilla uh, go kart run. Don't, don't, don't. So there's, dun.
2: there's some, uh, you know, there's some good times going on out there at the, at the fishing camp in Mississippi, and uh, for a minute we were lucky enough to get some gigs at the, at a place called the Government Street Grocery. Unfortunately, it was the room was a little bit too small. We're uh, we're a big fucking loud band. Loud band. You know? And uh, we're like louder than most metal bands, I would say. And I mean, we are. We're big, we're loud. We're loud?
1: Yeah. It's the brass. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Hungry and we're thirsty. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And uh,
3: feed us and slop us.
2: and and and, and maybe even tonight kind of mimics a little bit of the scene sometimes that takes place at uh at the camp because usually there's some kind of food preparation going on maybe not as possibly a head cheese yeah oh yeah well the band is crazy about hogs head cheese and uh, we don't want to dude, discuss that one breakfast us. that you made for oh, yeah. us thank you thank you for bringing that tonight, tonight. Oh, by the way yeah, the, i, the I guess like the second
7: had. to last breakfast what that we had right. in the camp
1: you
2: you you didn't have much
7: to work with, but even then Another you still managed bread. to burn it. <laughs>
2: I usually you know handle up on with the tater tots? It was like
7: uh, it was just everything. It I was like it, it was tater tater tops just tops like Eric had like four different things in the freezer that yeah. were just like let's just put it all dogs, together, man. Put some sauce on
2: fries, there, so We're, we're, we're good to go. go. Collard greens. Look, I gotta uh, watch yeah. it with this Mac, man, because he's a professional chef. This guy, and that's what he does. Yeah, shout out to Elizabeth's restaurant, by the way. So um, you know catching a little flag I usually handle the, the breakfast duties it's true you know I might forget about the tater tots from time to At least still let me ask
0: you this I mean do you guys have like a, is it a vision quest or just hang out There's some vision questing uh, going on Yeah there is yeah. definitely Yeah, yeah. Like, does music come out of it does some music come out of it the trip no, tra- it's not terrible <laughs> No, in the sense no, of no. just ideas it's or just directions. Like, oh, we've tried to record like, there. We've the, done it all. It's we, the free soapbox,
5: reco- you know, multiple multiple without Multiple recorders. We've <laughs> had multi-track. Look, I think if we've I, had I look, had
2: everything. I think yeah. if I look, yeah, I know, right? We we have tried that. We, we have tried that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I just I I'm just
0: thinking, like in your brain something might happen. You take it back with you. Who know how to play
4: instruments and don't give a shit too much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Good. I think that I might have some of those recordings somewhere yeah, I think, in the I cloud. Have them oh, somewhere. Remember, I have them in a vault. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I ready for a plan, yeah, I, know, and I know, I know. I don't know. I, don't, I can't right now, you know, because I got a new phone and it's complicated. But uh, I might I think be able to find one, you know, Series. afterwards. Are you
0: guys going to do it again uh, coming on this summer?
2: I don't know. When mean, are we going to do the next camp trip, guys? It's been a while. Been real nice. The we weather's fun. really good.
3: Careful, but,
2: yeah. I don't know. My, name moved, away,
3: my name moved away, so it's quiet again. Is it my really? Calendar, right? the, right. one Dude, the one across the street? The one that did the karaoke, oh, karaoke across? Oh, my God. Really? Chloe, no. Oh, my
7: God. <laughs> By the way, quick story. <laughs> the best part about Eric Colorado's <laughs> camp was that a guy, across, like, there was a creek that was separating, you know, the camps and stuff. And on the other side of the creek, there was this guy who had this whole, like, Bud Light cabana Is bar. It? You know what uh, I mean, and every once in a while he'll have like, like four dudes, totally. and he would just like that's sing these like terrible ballads, just, you know, or he's like doing "Glory Glory Hallelujah" yeah, and the, "Born the in the, the USA." Above pool. And wow. Proud to be American, an American.
3: Yeah, yeah, American
7: but the, fucking, the, the, the second time that I went to the camp, he went on his little spiel, and I got to see that firsthand, and it was
6: truly amazing. I got a story about that guy. So to clarify, <laughs> he lives across the stream from Eric's across camp. The across the, the canal, canal. from, canal from, from like Eric's Creek. camp. I was jazzing it up a bit. Creek, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> across um, the cess canal. And uh, one time I saw him, like, fire up his whole compound, like, all the lights, and the TV's going, and the stereo's going, and he fires up the big grill, and he cooks himself a single burger. Puts it on a plate and shuts that whole thing down, like the plywood bar door comes down. <laughs> 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 like, set it all up in yeah. the grill <laughs> and made himself a single yeah. burger and like, yeah. put it all <laughs>
1: away. <That's the laughs> <dude>. This restaurant's <laughs>
7: open only for You're one man, and a. that's a. me, baby. That's,
1: that's how you do it. Dude, do, do you know, not I do karaoke afterwards? Every weekend.
3: Afterwards? No, weekend. No, no, weekend. Oh, my God. Because usually he always
7: finishes his meal
1: with a nice little
7: karaoke session. He was pretty
3: grandiose about that. That was amazing.
2: Everything. The Bud
3: Light Cabana.
2: Well, Joel, getting back, get back to your thing, that uh, I'll, I'll have to just check and see if I can run across some of those recordings. There was also a kind of a clandestine thing that I did. It was a, this is a little underhanded on my part. You were recording these guys in secret. I recorded them a little bit in secret while we were having a conversation just because I wanted to have some of that banter <laughs> and to hear it after the fact. While
0: everyone's tripping balls. Right. It's right so, a podcast.
2: I'm just going to see if, uh, if, uh, 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 if any of that exists somewhere in that. the Clarify that. We're just drunk
1: no see so that Trippin was the night means that was the Spritzers. old
2: guy wine spritzer the old guy what was his
5: name he owned the place across the the bay then across the uh, canal then oh, and so that was the night when everybody finally crashed out eight o'clock the next morning we wake up and mike joseph is sitting on the deck Across oh, the oh, canal is, oh, yeah, with the guy is. drinking beers already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> so right. they've, they've already been out there for two hours drinking <laughs> yeah. beers, talking about whatever World War II. Was, was cool. yeah, and was cool. uh, so that's you know Mike car Joseph car. was yeah, always right. on on. There wasn't a big off switch. So, so look
2: guys, we got uh, we got Greiber here maybe for another couple of minutes and. Uh, I mean, we we got to talk about Mike Joseph for a minute. Sure, because uh, you guys have a hard out
0: because you guys have uh, WWZ to promote that's right. your show. That's Yeah, that's coming yep. up soon. Uh
2: huh. Um, got to talk a little bit about. I Mike mean, again, Joseph. just to reiterate, we're having our 20-year anniversary show at the Holy Ground this Saturday, and uh, yeah. So uh, uh, recently, our longtime baritone uh, player, sometime vocalist uh trombonist trumpeter uh uh passed away uh lifetime friend of many members of Yoke Jubilee and uh and and a great individual and and you know it just happened in the past uh couple of months and uh so uh guys if you, if you want to say anything about Mike and some remembrances of Mike uh this would be the time to do it
7: honestly seriously between all of us he was the first member of Yoke Jubilee that I met
2: you know, and
7: I met him through my mom who's a bartender, and uh, you know, it's been an absolute treat playing with you guys for about a year and some change, and you know, lately it's been nice to reflect on, you know, what got me to the game, so to speak, and, uh, you know, if it wasn't for that happenstance meeting where it was like, oh man, your name's, you're, you're Mike, I'm Mac, man, I play a baritone, oh I will play a trombone, oh well you're pretty good, man, you should play a uh, ninth World marching band, you know, you got a, a guy named Quintron, you know, he plays a ninth World marching band and he does all this stuff, you know, in the ninth World marching band. So pretty good impersonation, by the way. Exactly. So you know, so like I said though, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to like show that I could learn the thirty Agio Jubilee songs in two weeks, and so, if it, you know, like I said, cheers to Mike. <laughs>
1: here, here. So when Let we him. had that here, gig here. in Siberia,
7: you know, it just happened that I just bought this little practice mute for my trombone and stuff, and I had a nice, like, three weeks of just heavy, like, two-and-a-half-hour days of just practice, practice, practice. So when we finally did that gig, you know, it was, like, probably one of the best gigs I've ever done personally, like, in terms of performance. But that dude meant a lot, and, uh, yeah.
6: <laughs> this is Keith again. The drummer.
2: You don't have to do that, man. Really? Yeah, no. Is there like
6: a title? Is there a no, title by now, like... they know your voice. Man. Okay. That was yeah, cool. exactly. max yeah, I see. Right. I don't know much <laughs> about this
1: rock and roll <laughs> music. <laughs> we all got um, mystery Science three thousand. I didn't, didn't know sport. a
6: lot about Mike Joseph. Uh, I joined the band in twenty ten, and uh, but uh, when I moved here in ninety two, he was in bands that were super formative to the scene. You know, I just hadn't really met the guy yet. You know, and took years for me to like. Developed the friendships with you guys and eventually be in the band years later and all this stuff. But back then, like, I didn't know anybody else but you guys from school, you know. But uh, when I did join, he was just the most amazing guy, you know. Uh, And he was always really curious about my drum set. I was like, like, please have a seat and check it out. No, 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 no. I have one at home. I have one at home, you know. (laughs) But uh, super great guy.
2: Miss him already. Paul, you got anything Uh, you want to say?
6: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I mean...
4: Mike Joseph, oh boy, man! I, uh, I met the dude uh, when I was a freshman. Before I was, a, before I even started a class at high school, at band camp um, through Craig Kaliva, who was in our band also, and uh, who was his, his brother Scott was good friend with Mike, and Craig was like, "Hey, that's Mike Joseph. You gotta meet Mike Joseph." And in my mind, I picture him with like a drink and a, and a cigarette in his hand. But I know it was high school, so he didn't have that. But uh, he was the coolest dude that you could ever imagine meeting when you were a freshman. And the whole entire time that I knew him, and I actually got to go out with Eric Boleto and Mike Joseph and Eric Bledo's purple Volkswagen my freshman year, and there was no back seats, and me and Craig Klee were like rolling around in the back because he was like hitting all these turns like, really hard, with like, you know, like, Oops. Like, like the you know, like, Whatever. It really
3: was a backseat.
4: <laughs> no, well, you were making room for the speakers. Oh, I know. It yeah, yeah, the speakers but important. I, but uh, yeah, so I, I just knew Mike through through that, and well, kind of you know heard you know Mike. My brother would be like, my, I just saw Mike Joseph at the gas station with Eric Boleto. He's got a he's got a mohawk, and they're in a band. It's called the Viral Nighthills. I it's know. like that's great. <laughs> and it was, man, it's like it's like I was always just uh, totally inspired by these guys. Mike and Eric, you know, I just knew them as like these, they were like titans of the neighborhood, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was godly, you know, it was fantastic. And just like, and then, and then Mike, you know, and and the lump happened and Lump would just blew everybody's mind. And Mike was right there, man. And, and the way that he approached playing music was just, um, Jesus, man, it's, uh, it was awe inspiring. He just like grabbed, just grab it and just like,
3: Make it his. He took a bite, <laughs> he take a bite whatever, man. He, would, yeah. he would everything full he, uh, I guess my earliest, th- one of the earliest things I remember uh, with Mike, I was, we, met, we were friends in high school. We were best friends. Uh, and um, riding on a bus, I think it was to Gulf Hills Band Camp my sophomore year. And he was a freshman. And he had a Walkman. It's cool. New stuff. <laughs> New technology. And it was one with two headphone jacks super bonus so we both plugged in and we were listening to Jimi Hendrix and uh, you know um Woodstock you know uh, uh Sliding Family Stone and uh we just yeah we kind of we just we would go to the record we did pretty pretty much everything together uh you know we just explored new music and stuff playing and listening you know kind of figured it out together my so best bud I
6: think that's a lost thing these days like
2: I remember, like, Keith the drummer. That's Keith the drummer. Uh, Keith. Yeah, hey, Keith. <laughs> the drums. No. Uh, I'm not Keith
6: sure. <laughs> I'm self conscious about my voice, so I can keep it low. <laughs> hey. What <laughs> was <you> were going to say? What was I going to say? I forgot
1: what yeah. I was going to say now. Was lost. <laughs>
6: Something's lost. In the day. Oh, sitting down with a friend and listening to a record. Yeah. yeah, like that's right. something that we used to do. We would go to
3: Metronome and, and we unwrap them at home, and either go to my house or his house and shh, put it on the turntable. This is fucked up. Wow, you know the, the first. I mean, our first time we went to Metronome, we, we first got into films. the hardcore uh, yeah. music. Yeah. my first punk rock or hardcore record was uh, Butthole Surfers. Um, actually, I think we both bought Butthole Surfers on the same day. He bought he bought the one with uh, um, the Shaw sleeps with Lee Harvey's grave or something like that, and I bought. Uh, Another man's sack. That was my first. <laughs> my first hardcore record.
2: And, and look, just to bring things full, full circle, just to let people know that many years after that first purchase, uh, the Ego Jubilee Horns played with Gibby Haynes. He did, yeah. Uh, like how many times? Three, four times, something no, like no, that. No, I just said one, one time, and a time yeah. Half. Just one, one and, half one sort and a half of, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. At that,
4: that second gig.
6: Wait, so there was one at twelve bar, and there was one at one eye Jacks? Uh, two
4: times. Two times. Two and a half times. Because what that was one was the got third canceled. Third one?
6: No, it never No, happened. it happened. Oh, the, the, the studio session never the studio, the studio session got yeah. well, canceled. point, point being <laughs> that that
2: we the Eggo yeah, Jubilee Horns. Horns, you know, this that many years later Gibby got Haynes, Haynes. to play with Gibby Haynes. Jello Biafra. Right. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, Howard Tate I think right. that's where really we the highest. Man. Movie, God
2: damn, it, man. Gotta did, man yeah. That was I got to tell you, man, that was one of the most dreamy moments. It was. When and it, and you it guys came together, we kind of struggled up getting there. those charts. And yeah. on the
3: stage, boy, it just all came together, man. Remember man, now? I tell you what, I was, was having a good uh, time. that
2: was one a highlight, proud moment being out in the audience and watching you guys kill it at the House of Blues, with him. It was at the House of Blues, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remembering yeah. that, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was something, man, because that guy could sing like a motherfucker, man. Oh he man. was an amazing, was awesome singer.
3: Wasn't was one, one more? Who else? That was, day, was, uh, I that was oh, Carnival time. 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 Who was there? Was one more, wasn't there? Carnival Time. I right, guess that Alex was it. Chilton. And Alex, oh, Alex Chilton,
2: that. that's right. Oh yeah, we did a gig with Alex Chilton. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Nice
7: for a Marching Band also did it. Well, I wish we had a recording
3: yeah. of that. Wait, they did that I,
7: I better, know. Right? I don't. That <laughs> no, was right
3: before <laughs> that. Or, didn't
1: oh yeah, uh, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. for a Marching yeah. Band. Yeah.
6: Well, I love that this band's so flexible. Like we could do a lot of different kinds of stuff. I mean, recently Paul, uh, our one of our fearless leaders, and we have a few. It's a democracy. Uh, <laughs> but like we scored a film, and I thought that was really great. Like we showed up and we got the music, and like we could all do that, you know, as a job. It was amazing. But also we do a second line configuration where our bass player Mike Hogan plays a bass drum on the streets, and we play all the parades, and we could do weddings and even funerals. We we're willing to take on the solemnity, of
2: the solemnity of the event. Yes, yes, and <laughs> we have done all of those draw? things. <laughs> It's as our first a first business a band, card you know as a true like we're tr- we're truly a new orleans band you know in that sense that we've played uh, yeah, we, i mean what have we not weddings, done weddings funerals parties for our listeners it's I like... mean there were porno chicks at the fucking Alex Chilton thing by the way man who were jumping <laughs> in the pool topless we were cursed you
4: know? actually at one point and I- that that we would never leave new orleans and it's true we haven't left new orleans but What's the story? we uh, mississippi but but we uh,
2: were when did story? we get cursed <laughs> <laughs> tell this story yeah, you can't just say not worth telling. Tele- like, yeah, seriously,
7: I don't know anything about <laughs> this somebody either. Somebody
2: put the Grigri on us, man. Yeah,
7: <laughs> what, is it like some weird kind of, of curse. Somebody of course put the Grigri on us. It's funny. Funny. Is like some curse. The really Bambino no, curse. Right? The you know, like what is this? But all
4: time. nothing lasts forever.
2: That's nothing lasts forever.
6: Not even a curse. Not even a curse. Cheers, guys. Yeah, you guys are super. Yeah, really. Like I mean, what?
2: Yeah, Joel, you want to, you want to say
0: well, no? I just hate to bring. I, I don't want really to like put any kind of negative vibe on anything, but in my mind, as a, a New Orleans just uh, person who moved here in the late '90s, who likes New Orleans music, and came across you guys in the late '90s, I just think you guys are one of the most underrated bands that I know. I don't quite understand why you guys aren't. I mean, I, and again, I don't. I, who knows? But folks, listen. You guys are a great fucking band. What would you call? It? I mean, I think of it as like yeah. brass band. Punk. I love what I got, love
3: what we do. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, we've always talked about, uh, you know, with a missed opportunity of going on tour, or going taking out. A, yeah, I don't a, think twenty getting years getting promoted. The time that we'll start but changes. well, right. no, exactly. That's, <laughs> but, I was, that's, that's changing we, our sound, y'all. Yeah, we got promotion early on and yeah. toured or whatever, or got you know signed to a record label, but we had an offer to do that, and we just kind of chose not to. And we just kind of, you know, chose the homeboy route. And I love what we do. I, I don't think we would have the flexibility to do all the crazy shit that we do. If you, it wasn't for that band yeah. of first, because no that pressure, that's, you you know? phone
4: and a rock and roll band, you see them all the time now. Yeah. Hey, yo, Jubilee first. baby. No, yeah. amen. That's Twenty what years that's ago, that that's I really, right.
7: Like, discovered like when I was first really going on YouTube and really yeah. trying to figure out what this band was about. When I first got hired, was that like these guys are truly the innovators of heavy brass. You know, like back in like 96, 97, nobody was doing electric guitar with brass type stuff, you know. And even then people still really aren't doing it because these days you get a lot of like, nowadays it's like hip hop and brass, you know, or like funk and brass. And we still, like, we still provide like the trad jazz and brass and the heavy rock and brass. And, you know, you want to talk about down by the river. You know, you do this really trad jazz type stuff, and then just you know, and nobody, nobody to this day still does that kind
1: of stuff.
0: Yeah, and 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 just to clarify, guys, when I say you're underrated, it doesn't mean I I think you made the wrong choices at all. It's just you guys play your your fucking music, yeah, seriously, and I wish more people (laughs) were hip
4: to it. That's all. That's the the thing about you know the the whole you know not giving a really not really giving a shit too much. Is as a big part of it, and, and and like we were definitely inspired. And I talk about Lump, and in the, the early nineties, in the mid nineties, was, was a fertile time in New Orleans, and um, the, the amount of weirdness that we we're exposed to in that time, well, I mean, really just like set the stage. for this band. Well, 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 yeah. how, how that that? Can, I, I, on just say, a can lot I just real say? Can I
3: just say?
2: All right, I'll explain artists. a little yeah, bit. Yes, you know, so like just think about the band Lump, and what's come out of it. You know, so you have <laughs> Lou Thavano, who's the writes all the lyrics and, and does a, a substantial part of the songwriting, I'm guessing, as well. Eric, maybe you can illuminate a little bit more. Eric was in, Eric Belletto was in Lump. Uh, Mike Joseph was in Lump, b- both in Ago Jubilee. Our original drummer, AP, was in Lump. Uh, Lou um uh, kind of dropped out of the scene for a long time, but then came back with the wonderful Norco La Palco. But also they had uh, Ben Elman on saxophone Back then, who went on to join Galactic and go on to big fame and is like producing these great records, not the least of which apparently is like a uh, a stripped down bare bones record with Walter Wolfman Washington that I heard about this week that's coming out, where it's just going to be him and his guitar, like Danny Barker style, which I couldn't be more freaking jazzed about because Walter's uh, singing voice is amazing, but uh, but just to kind of let you know like that there was this brew going on. In the 90s, uh, and you know, uh, ancillary to that, at a lot of these clubs were other bands that Stanton Moore played in, you know, other people like Scott Guyon. I would say, you know, who's gone on to be like a great visual artist and musician in his own right, and uh, and and many other people that I can't think of uh, off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, so
3: I think you can even track that back to the 80s, man. The, the punk scene here in the 80s sure. was, was just yeah. Uh, you know, first class. This as is good as anywhere in, in the country, man. I mean, just yep. like and, uh, the, metal the 90s scene. was just kind of a, a you know a, a, a next step from that, and the 90s a lot of good stuff came out in the 90s and it was great. I mean,
7: the metal, the, especially the metal scene in the early 90s, it was it was amazing, man. Like Lamb or uh, sorry, but yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I hate God, you know, they were incredible. Yeah, like, I can
2: just say words? this, like, all the way, going all the way back to <laughs> yeah, the 80s. Sorry, like, I got, the, I got the two about, bands <laughs> mixed up. Like, I, I tell <laughs> this story, it's kind of stupid, <laughs> but it's true that their original bass player, um, Steve Dale, like, he was the reason why I started playing guitar. Wow. Because he was into Voivod, and he started playing with this band, and he was like, yeah, it's called I. Hey God, but like, it's like, but it's I like, like, like an, eye, like an eye. Eye, bro. He's, I, bro. Like, I'm, like, I'm like, okay, oh, that's cool. And I was like, how do you play that G chord, man? You know, and uh, and that was really the reason, you know, because wow. I was like, man, Steve Dale's like playing guitar and he's like ripping it up, and I and I was like, man, I want to fucking play guitar.
7: By the way, I totally think that you uh, directed a video that Beavis and Butthead did a commentary No, I on did not. No. You didn't do that crowbar no. video.
2: No, I no oh. no no. I don't know how you got that idea. I you that did some Mike's crowbar Savoy video. You, like, no, you Mike Savoy. No, Mike Savoy directed it. I think you talking about Mike I Savoy. I had nothing to do with that. I was A4. at UNO yeah. during this. So
7: there, see, that's where I'm getting In fact. Stuff, I worked that, like, on a yeah. crowbar were part of the video. Mike Savoy,
2: thing, who now. was a mutual friend and who was also uh, the bass player, the bass player for the band Shell Shock. Wow. Many years ago, he was the bass player for the band Shell Shock. He went on to become a. Uh, uh, he became a uh, student at UNO, and he, you know, he achieved some kind of uh, some, some stardom because at that time, uh, Phil Anselmo and Pantera were starting to take off, and Anselmo was from here, and Mike knew him from the metal scene, and so when the video stuff started coming around, and he was having success. These other bands that he liked and was kind of sort of a part of, like Crowbar, um, started to also experience some success. And Mike wanted to make this video uh, for Crowbar, and he was able to get the uh, location at UNO and make, I think, two videos. And then Mike Judge reviewed the video and it got on yeah. Beavis yeah, and Yeah, they're, they're always going to be the band a, that's and taking And they gave it, it, it the dumb. big thumbs up, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. it was <laughs> super macho. <you> know? <laughs> well, this is the band I thought.
1: <laughs> <of all laughs> Except for the dumb. drummer. Why can't they get a fat <laughs> drummer? Yeah, really, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Craig Nunemacher. Right, exactly.
4: <laughs> so so it was in a, in a punk rock band in freshman oh, year oh, with Craig Nunemacher, man. That was some
2: shit, man. Well, and then
6: Jimmy Bauer joined.
2: And then Jimmy Bauer joined, right, exactly. And those guys were like always kind of around, you know, because when I was living on Cleveland Avenue, they would come by, I remember when Mike Williams came by one time, infamously, for this Halloween party that I had, I just had to put everybody out of the house at the end, and there was some old school punk rocker guy that had moved in next door who was from Boston, and like that guy came by and he had dogs, and Mike Williams was there and there was like a fucking, like one of those old school trash cans, like what's his name, beats up the dude and Damn. The Godfather. And he had it above his head and he's like, I'm gonna smash you. And the other guy was like, I'm from Boston. I rip my shirt off, you motherfucker. Right, and he's like, and then his dog is in my house and it's running to the back of the house. These are the memories that I have of that party. And uh, Rupert was there, you know, Rupert, sure yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, And then uh, at a certain point, I was like, get out. Everybody's got to get out. Just get out of my house. I'm done with this. And that was uh, part of the scene also back uh, in the 90s. Well, here we are 20 years later in your house. Uh, And here we are in my house. Right, exactly. Now on Laparoos, Eating greens. The the Deauville greens. The best best greens in the world. Accented with the
7: best meat. Presentation that I've ever seen. How those greens, man! How those greens—they're pretty delicious. I how are, how was it? I mean? was a little weirded out at first with Grease, the carrots and the in the mustard greens, but you you would like you cooked the carrots down enough to where they were soft, and that was cafeteria really nice. style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, you the nailed way you that. Want a green. You nailed that. You know, but you know. right. Yeah, okay. and I also like the ribeye sliders with yeah. the horseradish and the Creole mustard. You I were was skeptical. inspired
6: by a cheap roll that I brought.
2: Uh, yeah, that
6: <laughs> 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 your cheap rolls
0: brought the dinner together. Keith, <laughs> Keith the Jar,
2: our drummer, Keith the Jar, the, the drummer, Keith that jar, drummer.
4: ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
7: we brought lunch two dollars. It, it was that's a seven dollar okay. slider, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> putting another three dollars on top of that. To take us out or what? Yeah, yeah so we got our uh,
2: game. we got our 20th anniversary yeah, CD. 20th we're 20th working 20th. on our next CD right now, and we got some new tunes, and we're gonna play a song. Where do they go?
0: EggyOjubilee.com.
2: Yeah, go to eggoakjubilee.com. And
0: where do, go, where do they go on Saturday?
2: Uh, on Saturday, go to the Holy Ground, which is at the corner of Canal and Jeff Davis Parkway in Mid-City in New Orleans, and we're going to be playing there. They usually don't have music there these days, but, you know, we've convinced them. Because it's them, the 20th anniversary. the and 20th also, anniversary of Eggoak uh, Jubilee, we're bringing it back to where it all started. And uh, we're going to play a song called Black Drawers for you right now, which is going to be thank our thank next you. CD, and it's also on our limited edition 20th anniversary CD here. Of which well. you so. can
7: all see on our Twitter, by the way, at oh. Egg Yoke Jubilee. You know, I, I take special, you know,
0: fancy to the Twitter since I,
7: I brought that to the table with us. And
0: folks, uh, 20 years from now, we'll be back, mm-hmm. and Egg Jubilee will be bigger than ever, playing again for the 40th anniversary we'll at the same the spot. That's what we do here in New Orleans
1: every year. On we
0: love Ag yolk Jubilee.
3: <laughs> we love you too.
0: <laughs> we love us too. <laughs> Thanks, Griper. Our sound Thanks, griper. Nice Thank menu. you.
7: This has been fun. Griper, stop griper. Wait, we're doing <laughs> blind drawers? That's yeah, what we are. Do some drops. <laughs> they actually look dirty. <laughs>
3: When I go out tonight, there might be a fight, so I ain't taking any chances. I'll start preparing with what I'm wearing underneath my pants.
0: Everybody, Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. Thank you to Egg Yoke Jubilee 20th anniversary. Get out, see them at the Holy Ground this Saturday, 9 p.m. Come on out. Thanks, y'all.